I gotta paint my shit sometimes. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is part two of the Ren Thomas episode. <laughs> we here in. Uh, Where's Chris? Let me get the address right. Let me shout out my brother. Chris drunk as fuck. Chris drunk high, but this is what we do. This is Fit for Me. I think he's on. I, I think he's on fungus. <laughs> the one-on-one -on -one part two with my man Rand Thomas. Is he? We are at Auto Smoke in Jersey City, five eight eight Newark Avenue, across the street from the courthouse. As like Chris likes to say, our humble guests over there. You better come back here. We keep it loud. We keep it fun. We're going to shoot Ren with some questions. If you tuned into part one, we got the music and the serious stuff out the way. It's like, you know me, I like to get into my toxic shit, to my funny shit. So I got my boys with me in the back. Salud, salud, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Salud. Yeah. Ren, I appreciate you for your time. Your lady, I appreciate you for your time. I know how it is to have a baby at home. That was the reason I was late myself. <laughs> but with that being said, product of the Attitude Era. If we had the, the sound right, I'd do the stone cold, break the glass, and we'd take another shot. But you can edit it in. You can edit here. it in. With that being said, I'm going to jump right into it, my brother. Pre-internet battle rapping. <laughs> That's what you was, right? At a yeah. minute, right? Yeah. So that was back in the day when you could just take your old, like, like good written and mm -hmm. slaughter half of the town. Nah. <laughs> Or was you like consciously going in there? Like, no, nah, I was freestyle. You was freestyling. You was. I would have like two or three bars in there that I that you knew. I that, knew they were gonna you, be like crowd stumbled? shakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So you had your, your haymakers and your yeah, yeah, yeah. I would make fun of your shoes and your hat and your what basketball player you look like, ah. and then I would go to. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna jump right into the the versus conversation. Okay. You a man from our era? I don't want to date you. I'm 35. So am I. So this is the question. <laughs> CD books versus iPod. What? CD books versus oh, iPod. Oh, I thought that was a rapper. <laughs> like, who the fuck is CD books? CD books. Gotta go CD books. Gotta go CD books. Gotta go CD books. The reason CD books is so fire because you had the Bro. CD, then you had the track. Well, like Gotso got, yeah. got the 16 CD chains in the back right now. Sometimes you had the lyrics all the way in the back. Oh, and you had the, the little asterisk highlighted to the, your favorite track, so you knew like 16 on this yeah. one. You had the mixtape. This is my hot five. Well, I, was, I, was, I was a DJ first. Oh, So shit. I had mad CD books. Oh, so, but did it's you have the classic, fire. like, I burned it, and I only wrote on that motherfucker with a little, little Sharpie? Didn't nah, know. it would be like, this one's... Hot fire this, mix 22. This one's for Anna. This oh. one's for Dana. You know what I mean? Sorry, man. It was like, Boner Jam, jam 69. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh... Nah, CD books were crazy, bro. It was so it was so nuts back then. We didn't have the fucking I didn't have a, at least me because I was fucking kind of poor. But uh, I had the the CD player that connected through the wire anti skip into the tape deck, and then you would put CD. Ah, oh, man. Those you had those good. Days. You had the Sony one that had the little handhold one. You used to know you could turn that motherfucker to the side. And like, yeah, I, yeah, I was a bus yeah, kid, yeah, I so I used to walk with that motherfucker like, oh, yeah. no, that shit ain't skipping track 14. It's playing you gotta right. 15 you gotta go like, yeah. That's why I like the tapes better. So that's why I, that's why I asked the question, because a lot of like hip-hop heads, once the iPod got introduced and you was able to put all your music on that shit, it's kind of like a little different game. But you, you, I didn't understand it. The technology or just like the fascination with all the music? No, no, no. The fascination with all the music makes sense, but 
just to like have one thing with everything. I don't know. It didn't make sense at first. Hit you too. Yeah, yeah. Didn't make sense. I had like different books that had like hip hop and R and B and then like jazz and soul. And, oh you know damn, I mean? you was eclectic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Country music in the back. Not country see, music up front. Ah, uh, see, for me, it was Spanish shit. Banda, we call it banda. I don't like when I can't understand what they're saying. Oh, no, you, you got to play it, though, baby. The tequila tastes better when that shit's going. All right. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Chris put me up on that shit. Taught me how to dance in California. Bachata? You got to mm-hmm. go, teach him the bachata? That did I, I can picture y'all getting close, though. Like, one, two, one, two. Me and him close? Yeah. Never. Now we live. Go ahead, baby. No, it's a full function. We special guest. We'll jump right into question number two. Hey, w- Ru- Russ is here. WWF versus WWE. Come on, WWF. What are you talking oh, about? Okay. He a macho man, Jimmy Fly Snooker kind of guy. Come on, son. No, but there's a happy medium there. The, the attitude error. Attitude error. Attitude error. That's not WWE though. Yeah. yeah. Nah. After a while, yeah. yeah. After a while, they, maybe they changed that. Prime, prime, prime era was WWE. This, right. Remember this shit in high school? I'm just telling everybody. I knew about yeah. World Wrestling Federation way before I knew about World Wildlife Federation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. He went to the website one time. It was pandas. Let me go see Sable right quick. What the fuck? He was looking for a steel cage match and then you ever clicked on a fucking You ever back wrestle? Uh, Armored School had a hardcore title that was on that was on the record. Every period, every between every lunch break, that shit was on. Motherfuckers was getting stunned in the hallways. Look. <laughs> I said, it beat a New Jersey general in backpack tennis shoes. The 99 ECW, just incredible. New Jack, Tad, New Jack Sandman when Tad Slam Bam Bam. I was feeling full of myself like Rob Van Dam. Honky Tonk Man with a mind above average. Turned from a Brooklyn brawler to a macho man savage. A man on a mission trying to be a road warrior with the arrogance of Rick Martel. There's no ignoring you. Watching for Jake Snakes bring a legion of doom. A million dollar man make animals still go boom. I want a platinum plaque and a wrist full of gold dust. When these bitches see my Ahmed Johnson, they go nuts. I'm a hitman with Anvil Knight. Heart Foundation with the sting of a junkyard dog with no patience. A super fly rocker drinking steroids and vodka. You mini clowns catch a tomahawk quick like Tatanka. Question answer. Question answer. Question answer. Come on. So WWE. Actually, actually, it's ECW. Oh, he was the same man in Sabu. Yeah. I think he's the greatest wrestler of all time. Sabu? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm with that, though. Lunchroom table? I would put him up there. Yeah. Or, uh, depending on where you was at, Reese's slash gym class ciphers. Or locker room ciphers. The only person that rapped in my high school was him. So you didn't get that. It was just me and him. Me and, no, just just me and him. <laughs> you and, the, and Chris me and, causing me, trouble getting kicked out of class. Me, me and him in the bleachers. Oh, yeah, me, yeah. me and him in the bleachers yeah. just rapping to each other. Yeah. Four months and kicked you out. God, damn. You got hoodlum. My friends would my friends would try to rap. They were all awful. And he he was a little bit younger, and me and him was sitting in the bleachers during gym class and rap. And rap. That's how we became cool. That's that's. I mean. For real. That's what that's the beauty of it though. Like music and hip hop, it kind of it kind of uh, brings worlds and cultures yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. It's something relatable. 
that around the world, like, people have something in common. 100%. Music, taste, favorite artist, it yeah. brings us all together. 100%. I appreciate your time here, man. We're almost done. Uh, mixtape era or backpack era? They kind of cross a little bit, but you do got your staples. I would say backpack era. Backpack. Because I'm more like most deaf. Uh, I'm more Talib Kweli, you know, that, that era more than like Dipset 50, all that shit. That's just fire. I didn't catch Dipset until later in life. It's weird because like... Because your introduction to music, like from your story, like like you were put on I feel like, like I, underground I'm, artists. Yes. Like, you, like I was telling you, you bar heavy. Yeah. Like you bar heavy and some people, for some people it's not paddleable. Palatable. Palatable. Gotcha. Whoa, that's a nipple. That's a different word. Dictionary. <laughs> 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 but you know what I'm saying? He ain't never gonna ask you. So I think like I think what uh, um, he said paddleable. <laughs> I think what separates the two. Like this, this isn't paddleable. That's a completely different word. I don't know what this is. Is the mixtape era of culture. People are more into like beats. People are more into like uh, snap songs, dancing. Right. Backpack is more bar heavy. Yeah. Like so. So like the backpack era for me is like atmosphere. Even though he he kind of like goes on like the emo rap kind of whatever the fuck you would call that. But uh, yeah, backpack music to me was just more. It was more. It, it was mostly West Coast, I guess, at that time. And then there was a bunch of artists, like so, like. I know, I know. Kanye recently said like he didn't give a fuck about the backpack era, but that's where he came from, yeah, and like that's who you know, like those are the dudes who yeah. kind of put him on. So like, if you if if you really like, the 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 mixtape era was cats rapping over other cats' beats, which it was cool. Like when Fifty did it here and there, but like you know, what I mean, more, more so, I'm definitely backpack era. Uh, we also gonna jump into and what was my last question? Short song format version because now songs are more condensed. There's no more three, right. three verses, two yeah. hooks, a bridge, and all that stuff, or uh, posse cuts, long like let a whole crew jump in, sixteen minute. Yeah, <laughs> sixteen minutes. That's kind of crazy, but a six, a six. You come from a group that. Yeah, I come. You know, backpack superheroes. It was twelve of us. Yeah. But we would always kind of keep it under four minutes. Uh, I mean, I feel like the posse, like, um, the fuck is the name of the song uh, that I'm... Reservoir Dogs? No, 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 no. Um, That's probably the most notable posse. Right, right, right. That's just crazy. The shit with the, I'm talking about the shit with Redman and K-Solo, uh, Head. No, no, no. Those are my people's. Uh, shout out to it all. No, 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 no. Uh, Redman, K Solo, it's a Def Squad record. Hey, Buck. Uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not I'm head busting. I'm about to pull it, you know. Uh, <laughs> nah, this is, the, this is the drinks catching up head. on Whatever. They had one of the illest posse cuts. It's Eric Sermon, it's uh, Redman, K Solo, Keith Murray. So I got I got to go with posse cuts. All right, posse because cuts. like you know Reservoir Dogs and and uh, no, because we grew up in the Wu Tang era, so we were well, yeah, 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 yeah. We, I mean, every Wu Tang record was a posse cut. Exactly. So we kind of we kind of built a tolerance for, which is kind of weird because when you hear music now, you you kind of have that little short span where like if the beats don't catch you and that first hook don't catch you, right, you kind of like automatically switch to the next track. But it's good to hear that people are still making music to cater to people who really like 
music, storytelling, and that's something that we get from your music. Thank you. Check out Wesson. Um, you were speaking on to our part one, if you tune back with, with Ralph, the uh, Waffle House and Night Fights is more, yeah. and you could tell the difference in that project. You could tell the difference yeah, yeah. between like the bi the beats which you select and the beats that are like like brought to you. Yeah. Uh, so you can see a little bit of style. Check that out. Matter of fact, yeah. probably throw a link on there too. Uh, do you prefer to work on like your own beats? Like, do you, or do you produce and stuff like that? I do produce, but uh, I don't really rap on my own beats. Is that something? And and do you all? That goes to my second, like my last question. Do you write for other people, or, or is that an avenue you even thought of? I have wrote for other people, you have but uh, it's not as lucrative. Like it's it's hard. No, to get so it, it could be, but because it like we know a friend who who writes for people, and he mm -hmm. tells us like it's easy for me to make a song for someone else. It's yeah. harder for me to put a project in in my totality the way I want it to like shape out. Right. So sometimes, because I know like you put a lot of work out. Yeah. Some of your some of your albums are lengthy. Twenty. Yeah. 20 plus tracks on there yeah, yeah so when you're into that thought process of writing all this music is there a lot of music that you're just like all right i, I could save this for something else uh i'm about to drop a project called bankrupt yacht club and it's 60 records so it yeah, yeah so it's it's 60 it's 60 records that i didn't put out don't plan on ever putting out and my boy was like, these are fire, just put them out and i was like all right cool i'll just throw them all in one project because they just kind of like a, like a loft kinda, yeah something like that uh, it's just, it's just a lot of shit that is never going to see the light of day because it probably won't fit anything. Strictly on, uh, DSPs or is it something that you put like a band tune and... I'll probably, to... I'll probably put it on Bandcamp for like Bandcamp. two, $2 or some shit. And just try to make what, whatever you can read. I don't care about the money. I just want people to hear it. You That's know what I mean? That's why I, artistry. you know, put it out for two bucks. Oh man's a real artist. I try to be. Try to be. You know. That ends up my part two of the one-on-one -on -one with my brother. Uh, I thought you were going to ask me about like transsexuals and shit. Nah, we don't get into that. No, nah, I was excited, you know, we could talk about it. That's the third segment. Oh. <laughs> That's when you come over to, to our, our, we don't want to impose too much on your time. I appreciate you no, thank coming you. out, my brother. Shout out. 88, uh, Newark Ave, Yo, Jersey no City, chasing. all the smoke. Word up. Hold up. Yo, Steve, give him the Instagram at, yeah? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All the smoke. This is what happens. Underscore yeah. JC. All the smoke. You had to be here to understand it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> with that, thank you for joining us. Salute. Until yeah, next time, this is Fit for Media presents one on one with the man, the artist, Ren, Mu Ren Thomas Music. Thank you, my brother. Nice.